Welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. We're on a mission. We're finding tracks for the people. My name is Pete. My name is Bob. Bob, how are you? Oh, I am good. I'm good. You know, um, well, let me get into it. I had a weird day, buddy. Um, yeah. No, I had a good day. Very productive. Everything was going well. Dropped my significant other's vehicle off. There was a crack in the windshield. So dropped it off to get the front windshield replaced, as one does. Mm-hmm. But that also meant I had to drive my Jeep around, which I've had a lot of transmission issues because the place I brought it 18 months ago uh, jacked it up really bad. And I think my transmission went today. No. Yeah. How about that? No, it's it's not the end of the world. I uh, I will get on the the line tomorrow morning with their corporate offices, <laughs> <laughs> who I had to deal with last time because the uh, you know because it's a, it's a uh, like locally owned cha- you know there's chain locations and fran- franchise that's the word I'm looking for uh, was bad it was super bad so. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. No, it's okay. Car, uh, car troubles are the fucking oh, worst. The worst. So that was now good. Good thing it it made it home. It happened about half a mile from my house when it started going weird, and so I was like, oh. Um, so I was able to make it home, which is the fun part. And it was actually, ironically enough, after we went and picked up uh, her car. So, <laughs> <laughs> so otherwise so, everything, everything else is hunky dory, man. Feeling good. Um, I might be misremembering this, but I kind of feel like, I think one of the, maybe the first episode of the podcast that we did together, not in search of tracks, but it came from New Jersey. The first iteration yeah, of this volume one. I feel like you talked about your car troubles then. Uh, quite possibly because I dropped my car off. I believe it was April 2019 didn't get it back until August of 2019. Wow. Yeah, they had it for that long. How does that even happen? Um, really bad operation. <laughs> like like <laughs> super bad. And by the way, it was obvious. I mean, anyone who's had to replace a transmission, I had to replace a transmission. It cost a lot. Right. In hindsight, I definitely should not have. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I hate yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay. Um, live and learn. Live and learn. I did spend a lot of time today uh, with my music before, so I didn't get too thrown off. <laughs> was able, you know, this was like a centering piece. Uh, being in search of tracks enabled me to um, find some zen in a world of chaos. How's that sound? Is that pretty good? I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that this uh, this gave you a little bit of leave from the the pain of daily existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Um, so, uh, I like the brief intro, so people know what we do here. We're in search of tracks. Um, before we get too deep, uh, I want to say thank you to the people who've left us some really good five star reviews and th- and whatever and hope you leave us some five-star reviews too as well as emails and hitting us up on social media pete where do people do that at trackspod at uh on instagram and twitter and then you can email us at trackspod at gmail.com and uh we love getting your emails you guys know that we did a if you're if you're um someone who's been listening for a bit you know that last week we did a mailbag episode Mm -hmm. um 
you know, so anything you email us, anything you hit us up on social about, um, we will get to that eventually. Yeah. So yeah, please write, let us know what's up. So, uh, the record we're doing today, I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah, I am too. And this actually, you know, one more reason to follow us on social is that, um, oh, we yeah. are covering this because of a poll that we did, um, on Instagram. So it was the most recent, my bloody Valentine record called MBV, mm-hmm. the most recent slow dive record called mm-hmm. slow dive. Um, and then this record hum inlet. So, I put those three up for a vote and hum one. It was very close. A very close second was the slow dive record. So we might have to oh, cover that at some point. And you I was know, surprised was the, that MBV didn't get that. Yeah. Many I was going to say like, that's a record I know people have a lot of love for, you know, I think it's just the slow dive and hum are more recent probably. So, you know, hum is the most recent. So I think it's kind of fresh in everyone's, everyone's mind. I know that a lot of people like this one. So, yeah. It's cool. um, so, yeah. So, hum the the record is Inlet came out June 2020. So this was a this was a COVID record, oddly enough. Deep COVID. Yeah, like like the 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 bowels of COVID. <laughs> uh, we get this record, and I gotta let me just say, I like the band hum i haven't done a whole discography like the the last record downward is heavenward i don't know very well at all yeah um i do know you'd prefer an astronaut um mostly because of the hit single that i think pretty much everyone would know if they're gonna know a song by this band which is the the hit single stars Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i will also say I had been told this record is awesome, Inlet, and had lots of people who know my musical taste say, yo, no, you need to hear this record. You need to check it out. I put it off for a long time till probably a few months ago and was really like, whoa, okay, good job, everyone. (laughs) Because a lot of times, yo, you might, this might be unique to me, but I don't think it is. Sometimes people will hype stuff up and then you have the hype in your head. You know what right. I mean? And and I don't like to have that. I don't want to have that feeling where I'm going to go into something and it's going to feel like, oh no, too many people have said this is the best thing since sliced bread. And even if it's really good, I'm going to be like, well, actually, is it really good? Is it that good? But um, but I will share my feelings momentarily. Uh, what is your familiarity with the band Hum and or this record? It's interesting. I have kind of a similar uh, thing going on. I knew stars. I had listened to, um, astronaut. So I, I, I knew the record, but not all that well. I've probably listened to it once or twice. Um, I, when I think of hum, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind more than anything is their spot on Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) Do you know that one? Yeah. Yeah. But please spell it out for the audience. So if you know the song Stars, um, it starts with, you know, kind of an uh, like it's just electric guitar and vocals. There's no drums behind it. There's no bass behind it. And then it comes kind of crashing in. And then the song kind of starts from there. There's like this big, loud hit. So Beavis and Butthead are watching the video and they just watch the hit and they're like, 
whoa, is that the whole video? That was awesome. <laughs> and they're like super into it. And then they changed the channel. So <laughs> yeah, it's great. I always thought it was hilarious. Um, but that's, I don't know. I, I think I listened to them because of that, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot about them entirely. Never really went back to them. Yeah. Um, for, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it was. And, uh, same thing as you, that new record came out in June, Inlet, and there was so much hype around it that I didn't want to listen to it. Yeah. Um, I had, I actually had, I'm, I'm outing myself, but a few people came over um, that night that it came out. Socially distanced oh, gathering no. outside, don't Private worry. island, everybody was safe. <laughs> it was okay. Um, nobody got hurt. And uh, my friend... Ryan Jones, actually, who I who yeah. uh, who did the theme song to this podcast, and shout uh, out Ryan, yeah, shout out. Um, he had he was very excited about it, so we were all sitting around, and he put it on, and I it was background music. You know, there were probably five people around, so I wasn't paying all that much attention, but I did take note of like this is this is good. Like I'm going to go back to this, but it probably took me a few months to actually go back to. Um, and once I did, I was. I was psyched. I I mean it's 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 a good record. I think it's it's probably one of my favorites of last year. Yo, uh okay, let's I mean let's divulge. Um yeah. Same here. I was super impressed with it. I think there's a lot to say about this. However, um kind of in the in search of tracks tradition, I want to talk about this first. I don't think we can go track for track on this record. It's tough to do. Because, and I think this is actually a compliment to the record, um, it's an album. Like, and I mean that in every sense of the word, this record, you could pull songs off here, and I will highlight some of my favorites, and we can talk about this stuff, but there's maybe, man, there's maybe one song I would consider like, okay, I guess I could cut this, but this is a, you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Like, is there any song you could go, oh, if you, if you, you might like this song, but not the rest of the record. No, absolutely not. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're, you're in for the full vibe on this one. Like, so, so let me just put this out there. This is a very unique record despite the fact that I think it also could feel very familiar to a lot of different audiences and a lot of different listener types. Again, huge compliment. It is spacey. Mm -hmm. It has lots of... It's alty. It's alt as hell. It is (laughs) 90s as hell. It has... Though sonically, it is not 70s almost at all there are these like nods and the way that the record almost is telling a narrative throughout that feels like, like it could be, uh, you know, a distant relative of like a David Bowie record, you know? Um, and I say that in the storytelling elements, less so the pop sensibilities. Sure. (laughs) Um, there's parts of it towards the end, especially that get kind of atmospheric, uh, and and certainly, this has like it butts up against post hardcore, the sound, 
though I really question if this has any relation to the world of post-hardcore because it's even a step over from something like failure, I think. Yeah, I mean, you said it's firmly 90s. Like, I, I agree and I disagree. I feel like it's it it obviously hits at a lot of elements from the 90s and earlier and later sure but i but i feel like it like i feel like it it feels firmly kind of contemporary to me no you're right and like like all those elements are there i mean there's like there's sabbath there's all there's all this stuff but Mm -hmm. but it like we've talked about this before guitar music in 2020 2021 it's it's tough right like but this record to me feels super relevant and it almost feels like it's like hinting towards the future in some way. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I mean by that. Oh, I can expand on that, but please go ahead. It just, it, it doesn't feel like worn out at all to me. It feels like they've kind of perfected this thing that has just been an ongoing project for a very long time. I, Um, I feel very in tune with that. I, This record, in a lot of ways, um, I could say this feels like a Shape of Things to Come style record. When I say it feels 90s, it's. I think I might be wrong because it's got this real tonality to it that I would compare. It feels like it's not shrinking at all away from just being like, hey, we're big guitar music. Uh, which in that way, it reminds me of some of the more epic alt stuff. You know, musically, I don't hear too many Smashing Pumpkins comps. I, actually, I guess I could pull a few, but in the way that, the, like, um, that Smashing Pumpkins record, Melancholy, feels completely unafraid of just being like, <laughs> take me as I am, here I am. That's it. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, this record feels very much like that. And in the same moment, when I say it sounds, it feels nineties, it doesn't sound nineties because I actually did a little bit of the exercise and I don't want to spend too much time because I didn't sit with it like crazy, but there's tracks on you'd prefer an astronaut, a record I like, I really like, but there's tracks on that record that you could compare to stabbing westward. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Or like the third tier of alt and they don't have the same heaviness or gravity that this record has. Yep. That stuff, that kind of like, Hey, we're alt and like edgy, but maybe we'd also like to be played on the radio, maybe more, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I think that's absent on this record. This record's not like, <laughs> is this anti-pop like it's anti (laughs) you know what i mean there's no the the shortest song on this record is four minutes long yeah so there's a radio single it's that exactly that's the the track four step into you um which is a great song and it's the one where i'd go i guess you isolate this but it's maybe the third best song on the record to me you know Mm -hmm. so um so when I, i to circle all the way back from my ramble this feels like a shape of things to come to style record. It's because this feels unafraid. It feels like it's doing what it's doing. And I could see other bands going, Oh wow, this is interesting. And it's 
sort of new and it feels like they're not trapped in by any of the elements that feel like, oh, how do we get a single? Yo, if you're a guitar band in 2021, you don't fucking get a single, <laughs> period. You're not getting a song on yeah, good you know, point. like radio. So so that's don't even try. Right, exactly. Yeah, just be you, have have confidence and personality, you know. And I I mean I feel like this is all right, so not to go track by track, but there there are really obvious nods in this. Like please, any what, any way you want to go with it. Uh, if so, you want to do tracks, I can go track. But. Yeah, no, it's cool. But like but so waves is the first song. Yes. Everything about this is an homage to My Bloody Valentine to me. Um, the first song on um, Loveless, I think it's called yes. Only Shallow. Yep. Um, everything from the drum intro to the uh, guitar effects are basically it's it's like a straight like nod like a, to that, like a lift almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's cool because they kind of do it in their own way and they do it really confidently. Um, it's 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 taking pieces from my bloody valentine in a really obvious way but then making it their own right yes and yes and and that's cool and that's that's really hard to do it's really hard to do without being corny um somehow they manage it and i think they do that throughout the record um but that's the thing like one thing we didn't even mention i don't think is that this record comes 22 years after the last one Right, uh, downward is heavenward. Came out in 1998, I guess. Yeah, so that's Wild. that's a lot, that's a lot of time. Which and, and supposedly this record was recorded over several years. Again, another like anti-format. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right, right. So it's obviously just homies doing their thing over, you know, on their own time, spending as much time as they felt necessary to to work on it. Right? There was no. Nobody was pushing them either which way. I don't think anyone really saw this coming unless you were paying super close attention, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I mean, to me, my big question is like, what do these dudes do for day jobs? (laughs) I don't mean that in a lame way. Like, because, but the way they did this record, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Okay, And, and it just feels so clearly, even that reference, like, you're right, because there's, there's hints of, very well-versed musicians on this record all over the place. Some places I saw compare this to shoegaze. I don't call, I don't, I wouldn't call this shoegaze at all, but they take nods from that and basically genre displace some of those elements. If that makes sense to you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I, I tried to, I mean, I can I can find a lot of bands that they're pulling from, and I can find a lot of categories and you know labels and kind of genres that they would fit into. But it's kind of all over the map. Like when I was reading about them, and I you know usually I read some other people's reviews just to kind of see how other people are feeling about it. There were For a lot sure. of Deftones references. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know much about the Deftones. I I know that I've gone back and revisited them. I was never really a fan and they yeah. still don't really stick for me, but, but 
you know, a lot of, I guess there's a lot of crossover there. Um, there were certain parts in the record that made me think of tool. Um, uh-huh, and I'm, sure. I'm, I'm a tool fan, yep. but like, um, but then, yeah, I mean, there's my bloody Valentine. There's, you know, helmet. It's like helmet meets ride sometimes. Like, Oh, there's, there's, interesting. That's an interesting cross section. Okay. There's a lot of different things going on here. Um, it's funny. And I, I also listen to not to keep going, but please keep I, going. I listened to a few songs off of Astronaut after I listened to this a few times. And I really like Astronaut. I think it's a good record. But it's definitely like what you were saying, it's 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 not as focused as this. No. Um, whether that's good or bad, you know, I mean, that's that's totally up to your opinion on you know what you like, but they're they're very, very different records. Yeah, I, I I think you said it very well. Um, it's not as focused. Um, this record feels intense and dense and like, you know, there's a few other records where we've kind of said, hey, this feels really thought out and really thoughtful. This record feels really like this was a planned road trip. Like, okay, here's what we're doing and here's how right. we're doing it and crafting it and um, you know, there's something about being able to do that and still carry such an energy and tone to a record that, I mean, I just don't think this is unexpected. You know, I, I think this record, the, the newness and how fresh it felt for a band who's putting out their first record in 22 years for a band who shock drop the record on Bandcamp, <laughs> and so for people who aren't familiar with good band, move right isn't that wild yeah. yeah like i mean by the way great way to to grab people's attention Bandcamp is a stream for someone who doesn't know there might be someone there it's a streaming platform where artists labels etc can upload music basically directly and then control how they sell it, setting their own prices, giving different options, being able to sell merch through there. And Bandcamp does take a cut, but it's pretty reasonable. And you also have the option like, oh yeah, I don't want to take any money. I'm, I'm going to put this up for free, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's really, sho- it was shocking to me that it got as much attention as it did when it came out. Like it, it, it felt like, the old guard coming back to like reclaim their space or something, you know? Yeah. yeah, Which, which, but, but man, here's the question. At what point were hum considered a top level alternative band? I mean, never probably. No, never, never. We're not being dismissive. (laughs) We're not being dickheads. We're just being very real about it. Like, however, they come back, Surprise release the record. It's great. And all of a sudden, how it combines, like, <clears throat> we don't have to sit here and read other people's reviews for you. But I will tell you, if you're curious about this record, um, listen to it first, obviously. And uh, finish our episode second. <laughs> um, yeah. Third, go out there and look at the reviews. Basically, across the board, this thing was getting, you know, 80% or better from everyone, which is like, oh, yeah. this is phenomenal. This is great. 
And I, I don't think that could be said of a lot of other records, um, especially not for a band who, I don't know. I, I have no idea the last time other than for excitement over final reissues of you'd prefer an astronaut right where i saw people really talking about them you know i've actually seen a little bit of resurgence and interest in that record in a smaller more niche community you know the like the post hardcore and indie worlds have kind of paid more attention to hum certainly Mm. than they did in the mid 90s you know absolutely Um, and that's sort of this phenomenon where bands will have records that connect with audiences that maybe they weren't even intended for. Because yeah. I, I don't think Hum wrote You'd Prefer an Astronaut to be like indie rock darlings. No, I don't think so. But I mean, to your point, it's the reviews were so hot on this. I mean, this you talked about their day jobs before. Like They could make a second go at just being a full-time band given all the attention this record got. Oh my God. And like to be honest, with how cohesive and really cool this record was, one, I would hope that they do another a follow-up sooner <laughs> because I, I think this is like structurally just such a cool record. Um, and two, now I'm interested. Like Now I would go see them. Whereas prior... I don't know, like, and again, like I said, I, I want to, I'll, I'll sit with more of their discography, but prior, I would have written them off as county fair music. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, you'd prefer an astronaut is great, but so is New Miserable Experience. And I'm, I can go see <laughs> Gin Blossoms at, you know, the Mercer County Parade right. and sit on the thing. Um, uh, you know, whatever. Um, I think I think Hum should still tour with Gin Blossoms. I'll go to that fucking show. That's a great show. Yeah, I, I'm all in for that show. So um, let's let's dig into this record a little more. I, I was saying track by track where we cut, etc. I don't think we can do this for this record because when I was trying, I could only do like one ish. And my note for the song was, I guess I would cut because it's long, but I really like it. Can I I guess? Yes, please. Is it Desert Rambler? No. Okay. It's The Summoning, which I think is the other side of Desert Rambler, basically. Ah, okay. Uh, Desert Rambler, maybe my favorite song on the record. It is nine minutes long. Maybe this is a controversial opinion. I feel like it flies by at nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah. Where do we start with this record? I mean, um, how about how about you name your or just kind yeah, of let's go do our top, your top yeah. th- top three. Maybe. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, my third is probably okay. So, Desert Rambler is my favorite song on the record. Step into you, I'll call my second best, second favorite. Mm-hmm. And then I think Waves is my third favorite. Um, and my note with In the Den, which is the song between Waves and Desert Rambler, is that I thought this sounds sort of like what alternative music was going to evolve into. 
Mm. Um, and I mean, yo, a lot of that, that kind of sentiment could be said about this record because like, this is not pop music. It's not particularly accessible, but, but you, you mentioned it before, yo, tool sold a lot, a lot of records. Yeah. I feel like you could hand this record to a tool fan. And while it's not, it is not tool. This is the kind of record, like maybe eight out of 10 of them would be like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And that's pretty absolutely. high. You know what I, I mean? Dude, absolutely. I mean, I think that Tool had uh, a record come out, what, at the end of 2019, I think? Yep, yep. Um, Fear Inoculum, which is like the newest one in a while. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan straight up, but like Hum could open for Tool and the, the audience is there. I mean, it's, I, I feel like it's almost... A, it's you know, Tool are known for having like the worst audience of all time. Well, they're, is, they're Slayer like they want to see that band and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I actually saw Killing Joke open for Tool, and uh, we talked about Killing Joke. It just didn't right. go over. It it went yeah. over like a lead balloon, you know. Well, here's um, the other thing: before this record, let's say that we're still kind of it's you'd prefer an astronaut and the rest of the discography. Are you saying that about Hum? Like, oh yeah, Hum could go open for Tool. I don't know that I would. What, in that era? No, 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 like now. Like, without yeah, this I, record. Um, without this record, no. No, that's what but, I mean. But, that's but, exactly but that, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, so... So I, I was thinking strictly like like contemporary Tool with contemporary Hum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I mean, this record, I think... Like, yo, talk about this fifth studio album by a band who started in 1989. Yep. So their band, their band isn't retiring, but they've had a shitty office job for like a decade. (laughs) You know what I mean? Born in 89. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, they, on their fifth album that was 22 years after the last record, we're saying this record changed their trajectory and change the context of the band. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. pretty. Okay. Cra- I mean, are there are there like any um, parallels that come to mind? Okay, let's think I, about I, it. I can't think of many. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, <sighs> like like my bloody Valentine, for example. Just because we were talking about them, uh-huh. I think they probably took twenty years between records, but. Every I mean, Loveless is the record. So they they left off on this this album that, regardless of whether they put out music or not, again, it, they're kind of cemented in stone as this really impactful band, right? Right. I don't think I don't think Hum did that. They're really different in that way. Yeah, and and man, uh, like you almost have to look. You almost would have to compare it to pop music in a lot of ways. For example. Because I can't think of a more like qualified like like I'm about to try to compare it to like some Johnny Cash weird records or something, but like <laughs> no like shares late '90s early 2000s rebirth as a pop star, right? You know, like <laughs> that's the that is the analog here when you go okay, share was hot in 1972. 1968, I think Cher actually was hot too. Uh, and in 2000, yo, that is the time frame. 
that is yeah. how long it's been is from share like Sonny and share show to you. Do you believe in life after love? Right. Like that is the, how long it was between those things. Yeah. Sonny and share show started in 1964. So we could literally make a 22 year comparison here. Fuck, That's kind of amazing. I love that you just pulled share into this. <laughs> well, you know, when you talk about <laughs> hum and in search of tracks, you got to go share. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, so like one of the things that I was thinking about is Sabbath, right? Like, right. so let me think about this. But Sabbath, Sabbath yeah, think about Sabbath, it. Sabbath started dropping off late 70s, um, right. maybe mid 70s. What, Sabotage came out in like 76, maybe? Yes, correct. And then people like the Dio era. That's cool. I'm with it. It's um, cool. It's a different thing. Yeah, different different band, in my opinion. Doesn't yeah, matter. Sabotage, like, Sabotage is 76, yep. Yeah, so like... I remember when they did a record with Ozzy 13 and it was like the yeah, big comeback record. That's right. Him. I remember that cover. And the universal feeling was like, it's, it's good. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's good, but like, nobody's going back to it. It's not no. bad. No. It's, it, and you wouldn't compare it like, like you wouldn't compare it to, any of their five best records, right? Like, like in no world, no, no world, nowhere. You know? Okay, but, let me. I'm trying to find something even like. Is it even when is no more tears? And that's just an Aussie song, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, dude, no. There's <sighs> the equivalent. Like 22 years is fucked up. That's <laughs> great to say it. Like, like maybe there's a couple. Like, what is the Neil Young? There's a Neil Young '90s record. Mirrorball is that the one? Yeah, that one's with like the big. Pearl Jam guys, mm-hmm. and and people like it. There's also another project he did with those guys that the people liked, but but like if those records, the, the Neil Young like nine, yeah, Mirrorballs '95. Is it Broken Arrow with Crazy Horse? No, there's a few of those Neil Young '90s records that people swear by. They didn't erase. Like I, I think if you go see Hum. You're going to see Stars is the closer, you know, and you're going to get a couple tracks off the other records, but you'll probably hear most of this record, right? Like Neil Young, yeah. if, if you're doing a best of Night with Neil Young, you're getting an awful lot from 1968 to 1975. Yeah. You know, and same thing with Sabbath, same thing with a lot of bands, whereas I mean, and you know, here we are putting hum up next to these literal crazy legends. Yeah, I mean, I, I just this think, is just for context, basically yeah. for timeline. It's I, I think it's just like it's a fun comparison because like it's really really hard to put a record out this good. Like I bet there's a lot of people out there who this was their first hum record, and I bet it's going to be their only hum record. Oh, and th- and that's wild. <sighs> Yo, that that's doesn't a- happen very often. No, and that's such a good question. Like, <clears throat> wow, you just knocked something out of the park. I could see people being a fan of Inlet and going back to the old records and going, "Yeah, these are okay." Yeah, like you'd prefer an astronaut. Mm, you're okay. It's okay. I'm not gonna lie. I think this record might be a more concise more efficient, more Jesus, just better record. Like from start to finish. 
there's a couple parts of you prefer an astronaut that have a lot of appeal to me, but this record as a whole document hits a lot more of my interest groups. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of this kind of you know, Sabbath's the, the old guard reference, but there's parts that remind me of all those bands like Caius and yeah, you know, uh, that whole world of, of kind of stoner rock stuff that I'd be shocked if they weren't at least aware of and, and not doing again, it's not aping it, but they, they were able to triangulate their own sound in the midst of all these different influences. And I think that's what makes a great record. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, 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 again, I went back to, uh, if you'd prefer an astronaut, just to, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but a few tracks, I, I like it. Um, and it's something I'll go back to, but I also, like a lot of stuff from that era. Yeah. And it sounds firmly of that era. So whereas this record I I, I don't think does. You know, it, it sounds much more contemporary. Yeah. It's 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 much more focused. Um so yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that there are going to be a lot of people who just this is their one and only hum record. Okay. So what are your top three songs on the record? So I think mine are similar, honestly. Okay. Um Although I I do like the summoning. I there's no cut tracks on this record no, for me. No, uh, the thing was my summoning note, I was writing as I was listening for my like final listen through. I tried to do my notes all at the end. It was like my third listen through of the whole record, which is my only it's a 55 minute record. We've definitely listened to 35 minute records that feel longer than this one. Yeah. Um so so hey, everybody who who knows us, we are always saying cut 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 get down, get it below 40, around 40. Yeah. This record, because of the feel, I think it's appropriate. So, But I was looking at the summoning. I'm like, okay, but I like Desert Rambler more. And I'm thinking like, okay, the summoning, the summoning isn't a response, but it feels like the bookend. Like I feel like there's a real narrative thread through Desert Rambler into Step Into You, into the summoning. Yeah. And, and as I was going through it and I'm listening to the summoning, I'm like, man, this song rips. Uh, all right, I can't cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing about this record is, and to your point, it's it's tough to do a track by track. Like, so I have this record on vinyl. Oh, um, nice. And for the record. I'm mad I don't have it because I believe it's hard to get like the original version of it now. Oh, is it? I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but it, dude, it's it sounds great. Like it's, it's mastered in this way where, and I'm not even like a, a hyper sound nerd like that. But, um, I was listening to this, you know, back and forth with other records. It's mastered to be so much louder than anything else. It really, really sounds good. Oh, that's um, awesome. but it's one of those things where I was listening to it in the car. And sometimes when I have music on in the car, it's, it's kind of like middle volume. Yep. And with this record, like, it's one of those things where you just have to go loud or go home. Like yeah. it just kind of, it like demands your full attention. <laughs> I agree. Which, which is like really cool because uh, honestly records nowadays don't do that for me as often. And this one like really, it's like if, if it's not super loud, it's not even worth listening to. No. And, and this record held my attention for the full hour multiple times. Yeah. Um, and I it's did. like, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, um, th- to your point about the track by track, like, yeah. uh, 
every song, there's so much depth to every song. Yeah. That the more you listen to it, the more you're going to find in other songs. So like, although my top three is probably similar to yours at this point, every time I listened to it, I would find elements that I liked in other songs. Like, the 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 outro on the folding or yes, the song folding yes, for example yes. is amazing <laughs> it's like, really and, cool and like, it feels like it feels so new that's the seventh song second to last song on the record and it feels like a new thing that you hadn't heard on any of the other songs yeah and the riff is super catchy and then like cloud city is like easily the most melodic song on the record yep. so if you're kind of in that mood it's like it strikes this different chord that you hadn't really heard before on the thing so like even though like, do you know, uh, you know, the needle drop, um, what's that guy's name? Fucking the YouTube music reviewer. Oh, um, uh, Anthony, uh, Fasano? Anthony Fontano. Fontano. Yeah. Yeah. So I, again, I like always watch a lot of reviews and kind of do my homework on this stuff. And he, mm-hmm. I usually think that he's like pretty spot on with records that I watch him review. And this one, he like, he really didn't like it. I think really? he gave it like a, yeah, he gave it like a two out of five or something like that. But he uh for him it was just he didn't like the tones the guitar tones he didn't like the vocals it was like all really samey for him okay so and for me i was like dude listen to the record a few more times man okay so that is what i was one the 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 guitar tones and stuff i don't understand because i think there's a lot of texture and a lot of things going on yeah if someone didn't like the vocals that's one of the only escape hatches that I could see for someone having on this record. I love them. I actually find them to be really charming. Yeah. I think they have a lot of personality. <laughs> um, you know, it's weird. So they don't sound like Rush. Please, please <laughs> let me say this. But in the way that the Rush vocals have a very unique, distinct feel these vocals have a very unique, distinct feel on their music. And I was pulled in and I was like, that's one of the questions I had was I could see someone who doesn't like the vocals. Not me. I'm in. I love it. (laughs) I actually really like it. And I thought it was so unique. And I'm shocked that dude who, who listens to a lot of music and listens to a lot of guitar music in 2021 uh, wasn't at least pulled in by how it sounded. It sounds pretty unique, you know, standalone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, I, I actually love the vocals too. And it took me going back to, if you'd prefer an astronaut yeah. to realize that like, again, just talking about the record being focused, his vocals on astronaut are kind of all over the place. I won't yep. say like, I won't say that it's, I want to say screamo, but it's like, it's not at all, but he, he stresses his vocals out on that record in this way that he doesn't even come close to on this one. Correct. And, and, and I think it's just, again, it's just that thing that comes with age, which this one again, had a lot of time to age where I think he realized what he was capable of, what he was good at, what sounded good. And like, where to push it and where not to push it. And he doesn't push his vocals very far, but frankly, his vocals aren't very strong. So, I mean, I think he's, it's, 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 it's a confidence thing of like, like, yo, I should only take my vocals this far. And to do that confidently 
I like his vocals on this record to me are like the, the, the shining beacon because like everything around it is like swirling and you know, the, there's, there's tempo changes and there's a lot of depth of guitar, you know, effects going on, but the vocals are the one thing that kind of ground you, you know, yep, they're the yep. one consistent kind of piece of this whole record. And I think that's, that's cool. Like that's, again, it just, it, it adds to this, just how focused the whole record is. Yeah. I, I what you said about the difference in the vocals between inlet and astronaut, it seems like he figured out how to place his words better yep. and fit in what he was trying to say. Cause there <clears throat> are parts where it feels almost, it's not as if he has uh, word babble where the words are just tumbling out of his mouth, but he's fitting in phrases in a m- more concise manner than he had on prior work. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And the vocals, like the, the lyrics are never primary. I mean, the vocals are no. meant to kind of be this kind of underlying thing. I feel like there are very few moments where any of the lyrics actually stand out to me in any way. No, um, I, the only the ones that really stood out to me are the ones on Desert Rambler, um, yeah. where it's the uh, where is the rescue? It didn't show. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. And what's the other one? The Section Five ones? Is that Step Into You or In the Den? Oh, sorry, my my lyric brain is not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're um, but they're some a lot of it's like indecipherable. Yeah. Anyways, but. yes. Totally, totally, totally. So. Um, here's a question for you. Well, no, no, no. Before I get there, your top three songs. I mean, I, like I said, I, th- I think I'm actually, you're, good. I, I you're think, right there. I think my top three. I, I don't know in that order, but it's okay. honestly, you it's, think it's, you're right there. it's, it's changed with every listen. Um, that's awesome. That's a good sign. I, I really I like, like some elements of folding. I really like some elements of cloud city. Yeah. Um, the summoning, like, I really like the two distinct parts of it. You know, there's kind of the mm-hmm. the, the first half that's heavier and the second half that's kind of more space rocky. Yep. Yep. Um, I really like the second half of that. Step into you is awesome, and I think in the den is like a great song. That's yeah. that's kind of where I I pulled the um, like helmet and ride combo because that's what that sounds like to me. Yeah, I think that that's actually like a really precise way of looking at this this band. That song specifically really pulls that out. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good sign when you look at an eight song record and can pick any number of the songs. But but to me, it's like 
three, four, five, the heart of the record feels like this is the meat. This is like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, kind of as we're starting to pull together, is this record too long? No, no. And it's almost an hour. Does I'm it going to say no? Does this it drag? The, the, no. This is like the, uh, the first in, in search of tracks history. Not yeah. too long. Yeah. That, and, and it's, um, so then does it feel disjointed or slapped together at all? No, it feels like hyper-focused. Yes. hundred percent. Um, quality of the songs and lyrics, memorable songs. How do they stand up against their contemporaries? I find these songs super memorable and almost like they don't have peers in the moment. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would put them, I don't know. I mean, I don't maybe this is a hot take. I just I just feel like a lot of these and I, I I'm gonna say slow dive and my bloody valentine, and those are firmly shoe guys shoegaze bands in this way that hum I don't think is. Yep. But I but I think that those three records and I think the reason that you know we put those up those three up for the vote is yeah. because they've they've all come back with these re like reunion and quotes, you know, whatever you want to call it, but records that are, you can just put up against any of their best work and it's, it's great, you know? So yeah, it's, they're standing shoulder to shoulder with their contemporaries at this point, I think. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I am, I'm very hopeful. <sighs> like, man, <laughs> I would love for there to be a larger section of alternative music that is as high level as this in the present tense. Yeah. Like this is really good. Um, I mean, like why isn't Dave Grohl putting out music this good? <laughs> I, yo, yeah. Like, like gauntlet has been thrown here, Dave. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you think this strictly exists in a time and place or does it influence and impact spread much further? Yo, this is 100% timeless. I mean, it feels contemporary, so I guess we'll see how it ages, but I right. feel like this sound, they honed it in like a diamond, and it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for you, artwork, rollout, does the artwork I mean, fit the music, all that stuff? Is it memorable? I think, I've, I mean, I love the artwork, actually. And uh, the vinyl, again, I, I have the record. It, it's It's all just kind of, um, photography of kind of like this spatial kind of photography. Yeah. Like desert um, scenes almost. Right? Yeah. There's, there's no lyrics. Um, it's, I think it's perfect. And I think the rollout was great. I mean, I love just after 22 years, you drop a fucking record. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, do I think it's not the most unique artwork of all time? No. But I certainly like it. I think it's really cool. Um, and it fits the music perfectly. Totally. And so before we give our, our rank, our star ratings, I have a question to ask you. Because we did mm -hmm. a record that <clears throat> I think we could make comparisons to when we did fan Failure Fantastic Planet. Yep. Do you like this record more than Fantastic Planet? As an album, yes. Yeah, I think I might too. There's a couple singles off that record that stand above this, but 
but as an album, I think this record is a better overall record. Yeah. And that's, no. that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I mean, but, but you know, that's where, I don't know. We can get into a conversation about kind of the CD era and uh, that's and right. Kind of and that's kind of what we've and, talked about is the idea of this, this record feels like, well, f- failure. Um, Fantastic planet feels like it was like a, Hey, we have this much time. Let's use as much as we can. Yeah. And, um, and this, this record, I mean, it feels boundless, right? Like there's no, there were no limits to it. They're just like, yeah, this is just cool. You know? Yeah. I, um, I forget. I mean, just to, to, to answer your question yeah. in a concise way, Hum is the better album. Failure definitely has tracks that surpass any track on this. Um, but yeah, definitely as an album, I think this is better. But there was one review really quick that I read. Um, I forget which one it was, but it basically says like, it sounds like Hum spent 22 years stockpiling and eliminating anything that they, that couldn't withstand at least the six minutes of repetition. Mm. And like, like that to me kind of summed it all up. I thought that was a great kind of concise review of the record because like, again, it's just who knows how many ideas they had over 22 years. And yeah. this, like every song is, is good. Yeah. So, um, this, this podcast is called in search of tracks. And while I could probably say the A&R man said he don't hear a single, it's true. I don't hear a <laughs> single, but this record is tracks. This record is fucking great. Um, I am going to give this four stars and maybe man, I'm giving it four stars. I mean, I I've, I've overstarred records. I'm not going to overstar this one, but it's a very solid four stars. I feel the same way. I, I want to give it five, but I, uh, I'm going to give it four. I know. Well, and, and what's the worst is I feel like we should have done 10 stars. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> because we could be like, oh, eight or a nine. It's still really good. Um, yeah, this is, but, but please, if it's a four and a half, that's like a nine. A four is like an eight. <sighs> this is I mean, almost five like is, five is tough, dude. I mean, five I, is tough. I, five is perfect. And I, I, I gave Stone Roses a five and even it's one that, of your favorite. Yeah. I could, I could give it like a 4.5. I wouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah. I know. Four. <sighs> Like maybe this is four point two five. Can you do that on the graphic? Yeah, we'll leave it as a round down. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you everybody for joining us today. Anything else on this record? I think we're we're we we're glowing on it. Um, hum. Yeah. Listen, listen to it. Yeah, we look forward to it. I will be adding this to my collection. Um, it looks like I can still get a copy reasonably inexpensive, and I hope you do too. Uh, everybody, we are in search of tracks. Have a great night. Yeah. Still, I will never